Okay, we are here with Andy Lee today on the Tim Very Podcast. Andy, thanks for making the time Man, it's and sitting down with here. me. I'm so excited. Andy is um, one of the guests that I feel like I'm friends with, go pretty far back with, as well as you know, someone that I respect as a photographer and an artist and all of that stuff as well. And I did want to go back a little bit before we talk about what you're into now and everything that's going on in your life and where you kind of have landed as an artist. Um, I wanted to go back a little bit and talk about where you come from because it is an interesting story of how you got here. Um, And I don't know how many people are aware sometimes of your musical background and all of that. So I'm I'm remembering playing at the... um, Hard Rock Cafe. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years old, 19 years old, and we're playing with a huge band called Cartel. Oh, and man. we are like yeah. so a- amped and elevation. And, uh, and was this it, for Atlantis? Yes, was yes. this like, it's, this is like Atlantis version of like South by Southwest that yeah, was, was so a, terrible? Yeah, it was kind of like a little mini. A mini showcase show or something. Yeah, like it that. was. It was. Do you remember this? Oh, I definitely remember this. This is uh, going back a long time. I mean, that was probably 2004, maybe uh-huh. 2005. Uh, Where was Cartel at? And do people know that you played in bands and that band? And you how- know, it's funny because like I owe kind of like being a photographer now to playing in bands. Yes. Um, but I, so when I, I played in bands in high school and stuff, uh, I was in a band called Two Week Notice, which was probably my first band, a uh, girl singer, it's kind of like poppier punk rock, and um, then played in Cartel. So yeah. I met those guys in college, my first year at Georgia State. Okay. They played in a band called Summer's Disregard, which was kind of like Newfound Glory meets like Screamo uh-huh. stuff. So it's like Newfound Glory it. with like breakdowns. I can hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I loved them. Like we played a couple of shows with them under the couch. I was like, this band rules. And so yes. uh, I would see them around at Georgia State and we we're like, they had stopped playing. And so I was like, we should start a band. We should do it. Yeah. So they all came over. Um, I played drums in two-week notice, but I played guitar in Cartel because it... The dual threat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a great guitar player, but... Um, <laughs> yes, you are. So, like, I wanted to, like, start a band that I played guitar in. And so we all got, all got together, uh, wrote some songs, and uh, we had, I think we recorded an EP at that point when we played Atlantis. Yep. Um, and me and Will were, like, kind of the uh, primary songwriters, and... So Rory Felton from Militia Group was in town. He was actually staying at my house, my parents' wow. house. Where Dude, these I names coming out right now. I know, man. This is like <laughs> it brings it back a little bit. And uh, we played a showcase. Uh, Rory really liked it. Of course, um, said he was going to sign us, um, and we got signed to Militia Group. I was in that band. For not very long after that. Was that uh, we back kind of, when they were still doing like five record contracts too? Oh, They'd yeah. Be like, we're going to well, sign you to an eight record deal. So Here's- we signed, they re-released the EP and then I think it was like a two or three record deal. Yeah. Um, and I, me and Will had written like several of the songs for the full length, which was which came out later. And um, basically what happened was I 
was the young kid in the band trying to impress these new guys. I was still very much a Christian, like early on, and like, you know, trying to be cool. And so since I was kind of the connection to a lot of like who we recorded with and uh, to Rory and Militia Group and all that stuff, I always was trying to like pump myself up and make myself mm-hmm. like look really cool to these yeah. guys that I, yeah. you know, I wanted to be in with. Taking on some of that marketing. And just fudging the truth just got me in a position where they didn't really want to be around me anymore. <laughs> and I understand it. Because I was just them. like, it was kind of like uh, somebody is like, sends you an inquiry about a tour and it's like me telling them, yeah, we got that tour. Yeah, yeah, it's like 100%. Like, solid. Yeah, man. You were so. ambitious, but you didn't quite have the like, the resume, yeah, right. right. And so it kind of like worked out for the better. Like those guys are still playing and still putting out records. Are they? And yeah, Cartel's still playing. Yeah. Awesome. I think Will's like producing. Joseph's like building guitar pedals. Okay, yeah, they're active. Kevin opened a bar in Nashville. I mean, like they're still doing cool stuff. That's awesome. And uh, I now have a gold record. You do from uh, one of the songs that Will and I wrote. That's uh, awesome. Full I want one. Yeah. It's kind of ugly, but it's, you know, yeah. it's pretty cool you to have. You can still hang it on your wall and be exactly. like, look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Get those $60 checks from ASCAP <laughs> yeah. every, you know, like three months. It's great. <gasps> the big money. Everything yeah. you thought it was going to be, it ter- totally turned out to be. Pretty much. And then from there, I started playing in uh, your band. I yeah. uh, Played guitar for Manchester Orchestra. Yeah, for not a, a lot of people know this as well, but Andy did a stint of guitar playing and drumming at some I point. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you also played drums. Um, so I played guitar on the first album and then when jeremiah got married i filled in on drums yeah uh, i was jealous on that tour i was like who is this dude my first flight was to new york to radio city music hall yes like you're like it was like i'm just i'm turning into a rock star right now i was just like i'm gonna take this guy's job like i'm gonna play so good (laughs) that they're gonna be like jeremiah who that, that didn't happen. That didn't, yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. But part of being on that tour was buying my first camera Very because cool. we were going to Europe. Yeah. And so I was like, I have to have like a camera document. to document this. Yeah. And so um, and that was sort that of the, camera. That was kind of. That was it. That's what huh. started everything. Amazing. I threw a bunch of photos up on a Flickr page and a photographer in Atlanta was like, yeah, man, you have a good eye. If you ever want to like shoot weddings with me on the weekend, like you're welcome to. And so I did that and he kind of taught me some basics and kind of planted the seed. Can I ask you, why do musicians seem to make good photographers? Because I've run into this phenomenon before. We have, you know, we have a buddy, um, Oh God, he's gonna kill me. I'm blanking on Kane's name right now. Uh, cousin to Brad from Cage, and he was playing um, his own music for a long time, uh-huh. and he kind of did the same thing. And started realizing, like, I have this knack for photography, and now it's his. He he takes awesome live pictures of all these. I mean, he's taken some of our favorite pictures I've seen of us live. He nice. snapped. Oh, that's just cool. Better fly. than mine. That's cool. You know, that's I great. Just had to, yeah. I don't no, want to keep right. you okay. humble. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you're not the only badass cameraman running around. Yeah, no, but it is amazing how the the music thing, I guess, provides you an opportunity to start capturing photos that inspire or kind of evoke an emotion out of you. And so, some of the coolest live pictures, you know, they just bring something out of you when you see. I was over Michael Martin's from Obro the other day, and there's this picture of Anton 
you know, it's zoomed in on him, his hair is down over his face and he's in the middle of a show. And it's just like, when you see the picture, you can't help but be like, man, I want to rock out right now, you know? And I the wanna... people who do live photography are so talented because mm-hmm. you're basically basing everything off of what somebody else is doing. Yes. Like if the lights aren't good, yeah. if something is that, like yeah. it absolutely affects how your pictures are. So it's pretty incredible when you see these guys who are so consistent, no matter who yeah, it is, like it is getting true. these great yeah. shots. Like there's people that make a living at it that is, it's truly a different kind of art form because you have to make whatever work. You got to make it work. Whether you're 20 feet away from the stage, five feet from the stage, like the whole thing, you have to like there's no, get can something. We, can, we, can we go back and try that one more time? Right, yeah. exactly. You miss a moment, it's gone. So, and you've done a lot of band photography mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you've done stuff with us before. Is that still mm-hmm. something that you spend time doing, or have you felt your, you know, your your direction change from the band and music world? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, like, so I obviously like I started with weddings, and then like shooting with that photographer, that first photographer that kind of taught me the basics. Mm-hmm. We got engaged uh, shortly after that, and the photographer that we hired to shoot our wedding, I started shooting with him. And at that point, you know, I was still working at a coffee shop and delivering coffee, shooting weddings every weekend with him, doing some of my own, but not a ton. Yeah. And my wife was like, you kind of have to make a decision because you're doing way too much. Like you're always doing something. So, uh, if you really want to do this photography thing and go, like, I think you should do it. And we had just bought a house. So I was able to like, didn't need the job on paper as much anymore to get the loan. So kind of made a go for it and was shooting weddings on my own. And the great thing about that, it provided stability financially um, because I knew I had like 20 weddings booked for that year. So like no matter what, I know I'm going to be okay. Um, which is, I think, why a lot of photographers like get into, you know, weddings at first just because it does provide some financial stability stability to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, Which is great because anything creative, you know, is, you know, financially, who knows what's going to (laughs) happen. Good luck, right? Um, But to kind of answer your question and kind of go back, I think people who are creative in a lot of different ways, like especially musicians, like there's so much work that goes into making something right. I think it provides kind of an outlet to kind of mess with something, but you're also in this world so much that you kind of know what looks good. So it's like as long as you have some kind of like camera knowledge, yeah. like you kind of know what you want to see. And like you've seen what other people have done of your band or you've seen whatever. And like the kind of like behind the scenes documentary stuff that like people put up on tour, like yeah. it's it's awesome, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's it's cool to see that photography has become more obtainable, that people can do that. And like put more images out there. I mean, iPhones have gotten so good now it's that like it's crazy. Yeah, it really you know? is. You can snap some some of the most amazing stuff, but how do you you know make sure that you're still doing something? You know, there's so many photographers. You know, how yeah. do how do you kind of once you're in that world, how do you differentiate? How, what do you do to kind of give yourself, you know, I don't want you giving away any secrets here. No, but. no, not all. I mean, there's no secrets left. I mean, everything is, you know, yeah, it's, it's out, out there, there now. Um, yeah. I would say, um, so I started in weddings doing that for a while. And then a graphic designer buddy of mine was doing graphics for a restaurant in Decatur. And he was like, hey, they want to have this restaurant shot. I know you've never done it before would you be open to shooting it? And I was like, you know, freelance photographer is like, yes, there's money, sure, I'll do it. And so I basically practiced, I set up a tripod in my house to start doing like long exposures because I'd never done it before of like shooting interiors. And so 
Um, I borrowed a wide angle lens from a friend and was like doing these like test photos in my living room to try to get a feel for what interior photographs looked like. What uh, what piece of food were you did you did you choose to shoot? Well, it wasn't food at first. Okay. It was just the restaurant. Uh, so I'd never shot interiors before. It was a beautiful place. The restaurant's called 246. It's one of Ford Fry's restaurants. Okay. It was his second restaurant at the time. It was the first one after JCT. Okay. Um, I turned in the interiors. They really liked them a lot. And they're like, would you want to shoot the food? And I was like, sure. Now you're getting not, into two things. Right, like not yeah. knowing anything about what I was doing. Cool. So a buddy of mine who used to live here, his name is Troy Staines, he came with me to assist on this shoot and kind of helped me navigate how to shoot food, which he didn't really know a lot about it either, but he knew light very well and kind yes. of knew what it you know needed to happen. And you, so, can, you, can, you can figure it out. Yeah, so like he kind of guided me a little bit, shot the food, they really liked it, and then that turned into a relationship with Ford um, where I went and shot JCT after that. And so I kind of had started shooting a couple restaurants. And I was still shooting weddings, um, and it just kind of provided this like, little interim thing because it wasn't a ton of money but it was like something else to kind of balance the weddings well like at the time there wasn't a lot of people shooting food in Atlanta or shooting restaurants like so it's kind of like a little niche and the more restaurants I shot in Atlanta the more word got around the more referrals um I ended up shooting The Optimist when he was opening it, and then that got a lot of national press. Now people are coming to you. Yeah. yeah so, like, yeah. magazines were asking to print the photos. It was in Esquire. Wow. Uh, you know, and it was like, I kind of found myself yeah. in this world that I didn't really know fire about. a little bit, yeah. And so, started working with a chef uh, at the time. He was at Empire State South. His name's Ryan Smith. Okay. And I showed up to kind of just do what I had been doing with these other restaurants, like plates of food, interiors, headshots, whatever. And he was like, we're not going to do any of that. Like, I, I want to showcase what we do with food. So we went to the pantry and he was grabbing their corn and, you know, rice and grits and all these other things. And so we're shooting the raw ingredients with what they turned into. So it'd be like corn and then corn puree. Okay. You know, the rice and then these rice grits that they made with that and all of these other things. And it kind of opened my mind up. He wanted to, to show the transformation of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and kind of like made me think differently about food. Interesting. And so we started doing like several shoots together, and I really found myself like getting more and more into shooting food. Yeah. Um, and so that the way I've differentiated is that's my niche. Okay. Like food and restaurants in Atlanta is kind of like there was a need for it. I didn't know there was a need for it. I kind of slipped in and like it's been a good run like doing those things. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Real quick too, I want to for anyone that that listens to this and hears this, something I want to point out, you know, when you got these opportunities, you went and did your homework and made sure to get yourself prepared. I think there's a lot of kids that think Oh, I'll fall into something. Like, do your homework. When, yes. when the opportunity presents itself and you really do get offered a chance to do that thing you've been waiting for, do a little homework. Yeah. You know, go go practice a little Absolutely. more. If you're going to, someone's trying you out for as a drumming gig, go back to your house and learn those and learn songs, songs, you know, yes. and really like dig in and show up. Yeah. Being like as prepared as you can to embrace that moment. And you took a chance, but you weren't like, clueless. You went into it, did some homework and got yourself up to speed as fast as possible. And that is really important. I mean, like I've done shoots before where I failed and like, that's a good thing (laughs) because you learn from it. You know, my favorite photographer, Frank Ockenfels, that's one of his things. It's like people don't talk enough about failure and how 
how big that is to learning and trying something else. Wow, and so, like, so, so true. You know, like learning from that curve, uh, I think is really important. Yeah, when we kind of look back on our past, the failures are just as important to getting us to these places as, you know, all these the great moments that you like to remember as well. Absolutely. And, and I, you, you can still be thankful in a weird way that you have these kind of notches on your belt of like, man, I, you know, that was tough back then, but I am glad that I went through it. You know, going through the music experiences, all those things have given you more insight on how to do your job better and how to be maybe even a little different than the guy standing next to you trying to do the same thing. And it's all very valuable to, to making you more versatile yes. and more original and all of that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, you never want to snub your nose at experience, whether it's a, a really big thing, mm-hmm. whether it's a failure, all of that stuff folds in and becomes, you know, one day you get to have your own cookbook, which is actually something we should talk about real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, you have, you know, like we've talked about, you, you've kind of come into your own now as this food photographer, and you've, now you're starting to develop this idea of doing, do you call it a cookbook or do you call it a? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So talk about that for a second. Um, so I had done work. So uh, Empire State South was owned by Hugh Atchison, um, which is how I met him uh, when Ryan was working there and kind of did some work every now and again. Like he kind of like, there'd be like a Wall Street Journal article or something else. And he would throw my name out with some other photographers. And so we'd shoot together. Um, he was getting ready to do his third cookbook, um, and the he had used the same photographer the first two, and the publisher was wanting to have somebody different shoot this one. Okay, and so um, he recommended me. The publisher didn't know who I was. I had never shot a cookbook before, so they were a little weary. Hmm. So we went up, did a test shoot, um, kind of with what we were thinking. Um, the book was based around a slow cooker, a crock pot. So all the recipes were going to be from a crock pot. Which I, you've had crockpot food, you yeah. know, it never looks good. Uh, it's like what it chili good though, or yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, it always it tastes, tastes good, good, but it, it looks yeah. awful. Well, it's in a big metal um, tin, right? So like, it's kind yeah. of like great. My first cookbook, and I have to shoot like yeah. non-pretty food. Uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, he was very good at um, making the food look pretty. So we did this test shoot. He really went to bat for me to shoot this book, and so um, I ended up getting it. And we shot it. It was my first cookbook. And when we turned it in, the publisher loved it. Like they really loved it. So then they started referring me to tons of other books. And so at this point, I think I've shot eight so far. Wow. And they've all been incredibly different. But like, I really owe it to Hugh for like, you know, going to bat for me and like really wanting to make sure that I was the guy to do that. But he trusted you. Yeah. He he trusted you. Yeah. He he knew that the the talent and the time and the skill was there. You know, he's not going to just plug some some random person in he's right. you had to you had to put some time in there and really reinforce that and relationship and he knew that I was going to take it really seriously yes. cuz it was my first book yeah, it was a big deal. you know it was a big deal yeah. for me like right. i definitely made sure like every shot he works really quickly <laughs> very quickly yeah. and so sometimes it was like hey can we just like hold on for 5 minutes so you know I can get this, and then we can like go yeah. to the next. And thing. He wants to just be like spur the oh, moment. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. he's used to working in a kitchen, yeah. so it's like you know when they yell hands when the food is up, it's like you better be there to take it off. Absolutely. And a lot of times it was like that with the dish. He's like, <laughs> dish is done. You gotta shoot it right now. And it's like, well, I'm not even set up to do that yet, so I need to get. I better get these lights better, up. Yeah, yeah better yeah. do this. Yeah. Um. So eight cookbooks. Yeah. Where do you go from here? What do you What do you want to see happen? 
you know, I, I mean, you, you, you probably will continue to do the cookbooks and things, but what mm-hmm. other, what other things would you like to see for food photography for yourself or even, you know, other photography? You know, honestly, I am so content doing what I'm doing right yeah, now. That's so for nice Probably to hear. like the first time yeah. in a while. Yeah. I feel like the work that I'm getting is the work that I want. Awesome. And I get to work on really good projects with a lot of people and it's, you know, it's a blessing. It and is. so, I would like to do more cookbooks, you know, I think, I mean, there's definitely people that I'd like to work with, uh, and if I could do that, that would be great. But right now, it's like a really good thing. That's, that's so nice. Where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, you're enjoying the fruits of this time and labor that you put in, and you know, it's always nice when you finally get to that to that place that you wanted to be. And it's like, ah, oh, this is why I work so hard. You yeah, know, to, absolutely. To build this thing, and so I'm, I'm, I've just, you know, I've known you for years. It's been awesome to see your path and your direction, <laughs> and watch you adjust. And you know what I mean. Uh, we all at seventeen thought we'd be in mega bands, totally. you know, doing all this different stuff. And it does, just doesn't always, things change, life change. You need to learn how to go with it. And you took all those skills and poured them into a new, a new art form and a new medium. And like now you've turned it into a, a functional business. I mean, it's, a, it's really impressive and I'm proud Thanks, of you. Man. And I'm, I'm glad to see you having success and I really hope it, it continues on. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, you, so. thank you so much again for taking the time to sit down with me today. Yeah, and, uh, man. And we will be right back. We're back. Okay, so um, you know we've talked about the food photography and the cookbooks. Um, what other kinds of photography are you still doing, or are you still interested in doing? Um, I still do some band stuff every yeah. once in a while. Um, you know, you're in a band, you get it. Like y'all don't have money all the time, and so sometimes <laughs> it's like hard to do. Yes. I've kind of found a little bit of a niche with like the singer songwriter. Uh, thing like when people come to town, I'll just be like, "Hey, like friends of mine or whatever." Like uh, my friend Molly Pardon, I just shot some of her not that long ago. David Ramirez. It's like when they're in town, I'm like, "Hey, if you have time before you leave the next day, you want to come by the studio? We can do some stuff." And I love doing that because it's one of the only times I kind of get to use different mediums, like cool. use film cameras, yeah. use my four by five, use Polaroids, like different lights, like just try mm-hmm. whatever I want because. In food, there's kind of like a limit to what you can do because you want the food to look flattering or you want right. you know and different things to happen. More, more still, right? More set up, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's nice to be able to kind of have that, you know, different change of pace, you know, and like really kind of like set up a portrait. That's awesome. Yeah. What about music? Are you still, do you ever get a chance to rap on the old skins? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I have them set up in my studio. Uh, I still play with the ATL Collective. Okay. Um, Every once in a while, whenever they do records, they think I'm a good fit for. And then um, I play in a country Americana band called Pasadena. That's the one. So I was down at Big Trouble, not studios. And that's the one? No, that's not. So that's not. That's a different band. So a guy named Micah Dalton has a band called Dwayne Shivers. Um, I played on three of the songs on the record. Okay. And um, I played with him for a while. You can't give up the music. You're still. You can't. I have to. I have to still play. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no way. Even if it's just playing for myself, like I'll always keep playing. Absolutely. I love Um, it. But yeah, the the Pasadena thing has probably been the most fun I've had playing music because it's a dad band. Yeah. And it's like, I love the songs. Matt writes great tunes. And I think we've made kind of a recent commitment to play like three or four times a year just to kind of like 
do it. Set some goals. And it's sure always it. fun. And it's, I love it. It's great. Yeah. You guys play out? You're going to do Smith's yeah. Hill Bar or something like that? We just played Smith's uh, last month. Uh, we're hoping to do a show in September, awesome. probably at Vinyl. Brandon loves us, so it's yeah. kind of easy to get a show you, there. You so, yeah, well, I'll be try out. to do that. I'll come hang. Nice. I'd love to see that. Um, so real quick before we wrap, would you go ahead and plug your socials or anything you, you know, if people want to find you, how can they find you? Yeah. Uh, on the internet, it's andrewthomaslee.com and on Instagram, it's andrewthomaslee. Fantastic. Well, once again, pleasure to sit down with you and talk and, um, let's do it again sometime. Thanks Tim, man. Right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Hey, we want to thank you again for checking out the Tim Berry podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe, rate us, review us, love us, check us out, and keep listening to the episodes. Thanks.